When you stop and think about all that's going on today in the good old USA, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 330 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view. Mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts Program. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It is the Truth Hurts program, the afternoon edition with your host, Steve Z. Today is the statistical peak of the Atlantic hurricane season with the highest point of hurricanes each year on average occurring at its peak on September 10th. It's all downhill from here, right? Well, don't put away your rain gear yet because... Although we've hit the peak today, it's a slow flattening of the curve as we go to the end of hurricane season on December 1st. But I'm not here to talk to you about hurricanes. No, sir. No, ma'am. I want to talk about something much more fun, and it's called the double standards of Barack Hussein Obama. And we'll do that right after this. Common Sense 101. This is the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Why play fair when playing dirty is so much more fun and more successful and even profitable? That's what the crappy news network, CNN, did today as it cut away from the White House press briefing in mid-program because anchor Brianna Kalar told her 18 or 19 viewers that Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany was lying about President Trump's coronavirus response. Wah, wah, wah. I don't like what Trump says, so I'm going to cut away and put my opinion in there instead of fact. Of course, it is her opinion which has no place on so-called news programs. The news, Miss Keelar, is supposed to be about who, what, when, and where. Your opinion of why should be relegated to the back seat of the editorial bus. Can you just imagine how pissed off the media would have been if the network simply cut away every time Barack Hussein Obama lied? After his initial greeting, my fellow Americans, the network would have to cut away because Mr. Kenya's every word after that was a bold-faced lie. As were the lies told by his press secretary, his vice president, Joe Biden, and everyone else hooked up with the Obama administration. How dare you? Your 18 or 19 viewers should be totally ashamed. The liberals are pulling their hair out over this guy. Steve Z and the truth hurts. In the wonderful circle known as NASCAR, Bubba Wallace, the half-black racism scam perpetrator of the phony noose crisis earlier this year, is out. O-U-T, out. 
The Richard Petty Motorsports Organization has confirmed that Wallace will not return to the driver's team in the legendary number 43 car at the end of this, the 2020 racing season. Excellent. Nobody wants to be associated with the Jussie Smollett of racing anyway. Wallace, who isn't even that good at making series after series after series of continuous left-hand turns, will not be back on the Petty Motorsports team for 2021. Now maybe they can take those ridiculous BM or BLM stickers off of the King's automobile. NASCAR has been headed to the toilet the wrong direction since they changed the name from the Winston Cup way, way back in the day. Maybe Bubba Wallace can scream racism a little louder with Jussi Smollett and his fake racism. Maybe it might just be heard over all the chants of Blue Lives Matter and All Lives Matter at the track in the coming year. Our call to Petty Motorsports went unanswered when trying to seek a replacement driver name for the legendary 43 car. Time will tell. This is where America comes to hear the truth. The Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. When the Democrats are in a tight race, they play the double standard to the hilt. First, they used Barack Hussein Obama back in 2016 to say that the election system in the USA was the finest in the world and was incapable of being adversely affected. Here's Barry O on television. Cut one. There is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even you could even rig America's elections. In part because they're so decentralized and the numbers of votes involved. There's no evidence that that has happened in the past or that there are instances in which that will happen this time. And so uh, I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. And if he got the most votes, then it would be my expectation of Hillary Clinton to offer a gracious concession speech and pledge to work with him in order to make sure that the American people benefit from an effective government. And it would be my job to welcome Mr. Trump, regardless of what he said about me or my differences with him on my opinions, and escort him over to this capital in which there would be a peaceful transfer of power. That's what Americans do. That's why America's already great. One way of weakening America and making it less great is if you start betraying those basic American traditions that have been bipartisan uh, and have helped to hold together this democracy now for well over two centuries. And if that clip was not enough, here's little backseat Barry backing up his statement at another press event. Cut two. It is, uh, I don't even really know where to start on answering this question. Uh, of course the elections will not be rigged. What does that mean? The federal government doesn't run the election process. States and cities and communities all across the country 
they're the ones who set up the voting systems and the voting booths. And uh, if Mr. Trump is suggesting that there is a conspiracy theory that is uh, being propagated uh, across the country, including in places like Texas, uh, uh, where typically it's not Democrats who are in charge of uh, voting booths. Um, that's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. And I don't think anybody would take that seriously. But this will be an election like every other election. And, you know, I, I'm, uh, I think all of us at some points in our lives have played sports or maybe just played in a, in a schoolyard or a sandbox. And sometimes folks, if they lose, they start complaining that they got cheated. Uh, but I've never heard of somebody complaining about being cheated before the game was over. When the candidate Donald Trump was raising questions and shouting foul early in the 2016 race against Hillary Clinton, they said the election system was incapable of being hacked. Then when it looked like Trump might just pull off a victory, which he did, by the way, the Democrats began the Russian collusion hoax, which was proven to be just that, a hoax, a phony pony, a no-go, a lie, a charlatan, a fairy tale, a made-up ruse. And even after being proven false by the finest investigators on planet Earth, you know, the combination of FBI and CIA and other agencies, they, the Democrats, started looking for other reasons for Clinton's defeat and other ways to mount a silent coup against Donald Trump. All of those, of course, as we know, failed and failed miserably amidst an awesome economy, record low unemployment, record high job participation rates, and even among the 13% double A crowd, you know, African Americans with the lowest unemployment rates in recorded history and the highest job participation rates in recorded history, that coupled with the high probability that with an awesome, incredible job approval rating, Donald Trump would win in a landslide in 2020, the Democrats pulled out the old playbook and turned to page 666, the double standard blame game. They called their savior, the reincarnation of all that is good and black, Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama, the Nigerian immigrant, to imply that Russia did exactly what he, the smartest double A in America, said could not happen. He said Russia did hack our elections and that he, Barry O, who was still president at that time, told Vladimir Putin to quote, cut it out, unquote. Take a listen. Cut three. The Russians can't change us or significantly weaken us. They are a smaller country, they are a weaker country, their economy doesn't produce anything that anybody wants to buy except oil and gas and arms. And how about this direct accusation going on 180 degrees backwards on his prior statements that there is no intelligent person who could believe that anyone could tamper with our American election process. Here we go. Cut four. Based on uniform intelligence assessments. The Russians were responsible for hacking the DNC. 
and that as a consequence, uh, it is important for us to review all elements of that and make sure that we are preventing that kind of interference uh, through cyber attacks in the future. Uh, that should be a bipartisan issue. That shouldn't be a partisan issue. And uh, my hope is that the president-elect is going to similarly be concerned with making sure that we don't have potential foreign influence in our election process. I don't think any American wants that. Uh, and uh, that shouldn't be a source of an argument. I think that part of the challenge is that it gets caught up in the uh, carryover from election season. And I think it is very important for us to distinguish between the politics of the election and the need for us as a country, uh, both from a national security perspective, but also uh, in terms of the integrity of our election system and our democracy uh, to make sure that we don't create a political football here. Followed by his presidential response trying to say that although Russia did tamper, he would be responding to Russia in the form of threatened sanctions and backroom deals. He didn't come out and say they did tamper, but that he's going to treat Russia as if they did. Crybaby protocol in effect. Let's play cut five. Uh, with respect to response, uh, my principal goal leading up to the election was making sure that the election itself went off without a hitch, that it was not tarnished, and that it did not feed any sense in the public that. Uh, somehow tampering had taken place with the actual process of voting. And we accomplished that. The information was already out. It was in the hands of WikiLeaks. So that was going to come out no matter what. Uh, what I was concerned about in particular was making sure that that wasn't compounded by potential hacking that could hamper vote counting affect the actual election process itself. And so in early September, when I saw President Putin in China, uh, I felt that the most effective way to ensure that that didn't happen was to talk to him directly and tell him to cut it out. And there were going to be some serious consequences if he didn't. Uh, and in fact, we did not see further tampering of the election process. But the leaks through WikiLeaks had already occurred. So uh, when I look back in terms of how we handled it, I think we handled it the way it should have been handled. Now recently they've turned to the loser of that election, the supposed smartest woman in the world, a woman who couldn't beat stupid Donald Trump. They've called her out of the closet to tell the former vice president, gropey senile Joe Biden, that he should A, not debate Trump and B, should not concede when he loses in the fall. Then they got Nancy Pelosi to come out and say Joe should not debate Trump. Now they're saying Trump will likely cheat and use foreign interference to win, even though the smartest and most revered AA in America 
Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama, in his infinite wisdom, told America on live television that there was no way, no way anyone could interfere in a national election in America. There is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even rig America's elections, in part because they're so decentralized and the numbers of votes involved. There's no evidence that that has happened in the past or that there are instances in which that will happen this time. So you see, boys and girls, the double standard is alive and well, especially when you put a double A in a suit and tie on national television to a willing media, a pandering media, to tell you what he thinks. So let's hear it again in Barry O's own words. It is, uh, I don't even really know where to start on answering this question. Uh, of course the elections will not be rigged. What does that mean? The federal government doesn't run the election process. States and cities and communities all across the country, they're the ones who set up the voting systems and the voting booths and uh, if Mr. Trump is suggesting that there is a conspiracy theory that is being propagated uh, across the country, um, that's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense, and I don't think anybody would take that seriously. But this will be an election like every other election. And now let's hear the Savior talk to Joe Biden, or at least Joe should be listening to this, as he offers this bit of wisdom. Sometimes folks, if they lose, they start complaining that they got cheated. Uh, but I've never heard of somebody complaining about being cheated before the game was over. You can hear and even feel the double standard in the air every time Barack Hussein Obama opens that brown anus below his nose to utter a mouth fart. And of course, when Hillary Clinton lost and started whining about losing, Barack Obama had to play along with the Russian collusion hoax. Listen to this one. Based on uniform intelligence assessments, the Russians were responsible for hacking the DNC. And that as a consequence, uh, it is important for us to review all elements of that and make sure that we are preventing that kind of interference uh, through cyber attacks in the future. And of course, the reporters at the press conference didn't dare question the great Barack Hussein Obama. No rude questions ever were lobbied at that president, much unlike how the current president is disrespected by almost every member of the media each and every time he steps in front of the microphone. And after stating time and time and time again that there's no way the Russians or anyone could adversely affect our election process, Barack Obama changes his mind yet again. Take a listen. And uh, my hope is that the president-elect is going to similarly be concerned with making sure that we don't have potential foreign influence in our election process. I don't think any American wants that. Uh, and uh, that shouldn't be a source of an argument. 
and then throw in a few words to make yourself sound intelligent and bipartisan when you are clearly only partisan. I think that part of the challenge is that it gets caught up in the uh, carryover from election season. And I think it is very important for us to distinguish between the politics of the election and the need for us as a country, uh, both from a national security perspective, but also uh, in terms of the integrity of our election system and our democracy, uh, to make sure that we don't create a political football here. And so later he flip-flopped again and said, there was no tampering. Take a listen. Uh, with respect to response, my principal goal leading up to the election was making sure that the election itself went off without a hitch, that it was not tarnished, and that it did not feed any sense in the public that uh, somehow tampering had taken place with the actual process of voting. And we accomplished that. And then finally, when his hand was caught squarely in the cookie jar, Barack Hussein Obama was questioned by the media as to why he responded to Russia the way he did, threatening sanctions, etc. This is really interesting, and you have to listen to all of the words very carefully to understand exactly what was being said. The information was already out. It was in the hands of WikiLeaks. So... That was going to come out, no matter what. Uh, what I was concerned about in particular was making sure that that wasn't compounded by potential hacking that could hamper vote counting, affect the actual election process itself. And so in early September, when I saw President Putin in China, uh, I felt that the most effective way to ensure that that didn't happen was to talk to him directly and tell him to cut it out and there were going to be some serious consequences if he didn't uh, and in fact we did not see further tampering of the election process but the leaks through WikiLeaks had already occurred so uh, when I look back in terms of how we handled it I think we handled it the way it should have been handled now you hear him say that there was some tampering after earlier, again, saying it was not possible. Uh, and in fact, we did not see further tampering of the election process. The key word here being further tampering, right? And in fact, we did not see further tampering of the election process. We did not see further tampering of the election process. Further tampering of the election process. Further tampering, further tampering, further tampering. So, as I have said many, many times in the past, the double standard is alive and well on the Democrat leftist side of the party, and there's more yet to come. With less than two months until the November presidential election, expect more lies and double standards to come out. And unless you're listening very carefully, boys and girls, you might just miss it. That does it for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. I'm your host, Steve Z, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. 
I hope that today you are enlightened, educated, and entertained by what we may or may not have told you. No offense intended, of course, but it is the truth, and sometimes the truth hurts. This program produced at Studio 63 in the Bayou in conjunction with Steve Knight Productions. Copyright 2000, all rights reserved. Music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.